0: Hey there, welcome back to Work Less, Earn More. My name is Gillian Perkins. And in today's episode, we're going to be diving into part two of our discussion on how to delegate when maybe you don't really have the budget to do so. Maybe your business is still in its startup phase or maybe your profits just aren't very high yet. Whatever the reason that you don't have a budget, you know that if you could just get a little bit more help, you would be able to earn more without working quite so much. You just need a little bit of help. So you'd like to delegate some tasks. Maybe you'd like to hire some new team members. Whether they be employees or contractors is kind of a separate question right now. You're just thinking about, how you're even going to be able to afford these people. Now, in last week's episode, in part one of this episode, we focused in on, first of all, knowing whether or not you're ready to hire right now. Aside from having the budget, is your business ready for some help? And then second of all, we talked about how to figure out strategically who you should hire in order for it to be a really profitable move for your business. Who could you hire that your investment would pay off? Well, you'd get a great return on your investment. So if you haven't yet listened to that episode and you're not yet 100% sure about exactly who you should hire in order to really have a positive impact on your business's profits, then go back and listen to that episode first. In today's episode, we are going to get into the second part of the discussion, which is actually how to afford this new person who you want to bring onto your team, how to afford to outsource some of the tasks that are necessary for running your business or for growing your business when the funds just aren't there. So here's what we're going to do today. I'm going to walk you through seven steps to follow to be able to afford this new hire. Now, keep in mind that these steps are not necessarily steps that have to be followed chronologically, and some of them are more just things to keep in mind. But I think that the order that I've put these steps in will make them make the most sense. And for the most part, this is the order that I'd recommend you do them in in order to get the best results, and specifically in order to be able to successfully hire someone new for your company without breaking the bank. Before we get into those seven steps, I just wanted to say welcome to anyone who might be new to the show. If this is your first time listening, then I'm so excited that you found the show. I would love to hear your thoughts, your feedback on this episode and any others that you listen to. So be sure to head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review there with your feedback, because that is the best way to let me know that you're listening and to let me know what you want to hear in future episodes. Also, if you haven't already subscribed to the show, then make sure you do that so you don't miss future episodes. If you happen to be listening on the blog, then what you need to do to subscribe is to find this podcast, Work Less, Earn More, in your podcasting app on your mobile device. If you don't already have one, you could use Apple Podcast or Overcast or Stitcher or Spotify. There are plenty of great ones out there. Just search for the name of the podcast. You can find the podcast and then click the subscribe button and that way you will automatically get access to the next episodes of this show for free. Okay, so now let's get on into talking about how to hire someone when you don't have a budget. The very first part of this process is simply understanding that hiring someone, bringing someone new onto your team needs to be a long game strategy. When I made my first hire for my online business, I tried to hire someone who was very affordable and I was hoping that they would quickly have a positive impact on my business's revenue and my profits, but the reality was that they ended up just being a drain. And it was most of all because I went into it with the wrong mindset. I was expecting to get a quick return on my investment and I also wasn't really prepared to invest very much. Now, hiring your first employee or contractor doesn't necessarily need to be very expensive, but you have to have the right mindset. You have to look at it as an investment that you are willing to be patient with in order to see the results of. Most of the time, when you bring a new member onto your team, it's going to be a couple months before they really start paying for themselves and increasing your profits. Now, that's not always the case. Occasionally, there's the opportunity to hire someone who can quickly have that positive impact, quickly start paying their way, but most of the time, it takes a little bit of time to really onboard the person effectively for them to start doing their job, creating results, and bringing in money. So that's really the first step of the process is just understanding that it's a long game strategy and preparing yourself mentally for that. Now, in the rest of these steps, we're going to get into how to physically prepare your business for that. But. If you haven't mentally prepared yourself, if you don't really understand that and you haven't really kind of taken it to heart, then you probably won't do the necessary steps to physically prepare your business and that will set you up for failure. And I really don't want that for you because bringing someone new onto your team is such an incredible opportunity to be able to accomplish a lot more and earn more while working less yourself. But if you don't go about it the right way, then it simply won't be able to do that. And it'll end up just being a drain on your time and on your income. Okay, let's move on. Step number two is to get crystal clear. You need to figure out what the exact outcome is that you are going to want from this new hire. What are their responsibilities going to include? And what is that ultimate result that you want them to achieve? Is it impacting a certain number in your business? Is it Taking over a responsibility so you don't have to think about that thing anymore. You need to make this outcome as specific and as measurable as possible because it will really guide you as you are choosing who to hire, as you are onboarding them and training them, and as they are carrying out the instructions and completing the tasks that you have assigned to them so that they know what their real aim is. This will help you to get the biggest and best results out of this person, and it will mean that your investment will be much more likely to pay off. Now, obviously, this doesn't yet have to do with how do you actually have the money to pay this person, but because we are going at this from a long-term strategy, it means that they're going to start paying for themselves much, much sooner. And I'd recommend that you do this part of the process and really get clarity now because as you move through the rest of the steps, you're going to actually be working to find this person and hire them. And if you don't start with the clarity, then you might wind up hiring the wrong person. Okay, next up is budget. You need to take a good long look at your company's books and if they're not already completely up to date, now is the time to do this. You need to figure out exactly how much money you do have available to invest in delegating and you also need to look to see if there's anything that maybe you could cut out of the budget to free up some funds so that you have more to invest because as you are approaching this decision to hire, the bigger your budget is, the more flexibility you'll have to hire the right person when you find them. If you are on a super tight budget, then it's gonna be difficult for you to really consider all the options. You might find the perfect person, but they're just a little bit out of your budget, and so you have to pass them by, and you hire someone else instead who maybe isn't quite the right fit. Of course, we always want to spend as little as possible to get the result that we want. And I always think it's kind of funny when people ask you, well, what's your budget for this? And they're asking you, how much do you want to spend? And I always come back to them with, well, I want to spend as little as possible. Maybe I tell them I could spend up to this number, but I always admit to them that, you even if I can spend up to that number, I still of course want to spend as little as possible and still get that result I'm looking for. So just because right now I'm recommending that you look at your company's budget and you see how much you can possibly afford to invest, don't think that I'm suggesting that you need to spend that entire amount. We're still gonna try to get this done on a budget, spending as little as possible so that you can keep as much of your income as you can. I just want you to figure out what your upper limit is to give you as much flexibility as possible. This episode is brought to you by Startup Society. Building an online business can be a difficult and overwhelming process. It can also be lonely. One minute you feel inspired and confident that you'll succeed. And the next, you might wonder if you're even on the right path at all. If your audience is growing slowly, your revenue is small, and you're struggling to make sales, then I'd love to work with you on your strategy so that you can turn your online business into a real success. And that's where Startup Society comes in. Startup Society is an online membership community and training program for digital entrepreneurs. We created the program to provide real strategic business and marketing training to help people just like you build successful, profitable online businesses. As a member of Startup Society, every single month, you'll get access to a detailed step by step action plan that will show you exactly what you need to do to grow your business. You'll also attend live virtual coaching sessions with myself, become a member of our supportive mastermind community, and get unlimited access to our archives of past action plans. As a listener of this podcast, you can become a member for just $39 per month when you use coupon code WORKLESSEARNMORE. Again, that coupon is WORKLESSEARNMORE, and it's all one word. Please note that this offer is available for a limited time only. In building a business, there's so much to learn, so much to do, and often so little direction. Let's change that. Join Startup Society today for step-by-step guidance on the most direct way to turn your business idea into a money-making success. Just visit gillianperkins.com and click Join Startup Society in the upper right corner. We can't wait to start working with you. The next step of this process, step number four, is more of a tip about how to go about finding the right person. You need to look for someone who is willing to start with a small scope of work. Because you don't have much of a budget to invest in this person yet, you're not going to be able to get a whole lot of quality work done. And that's okay. But you need to find someone who's willing to do a small scope of work because it's better to get a smaller amount of work done and get it done really well than it is to get a lot of work done but get it done poorly. Because really what we want out of this person is a specific result. What we want out of the whole process of hiring someone or delegating tasks at all is a specific result. And we're not going to be able to get that result if the work is done poorly. And that is why it is so, so important that you don't go into this trying to hire someone on the cheap. You're not just trying to hire the least expensive person you can find because that's all you can afford. As much as possible, you wanna set yourself up to be able to afford as much as possible And then you need to look for quality over quantity. When I was making my first hires for my online business, I tried to hire people at the lowest rates I could possibly find who sounded like maybe they could get the work done. And let me just tell you, that was a mistake. It ended up costing me so much time and simply being a complete waste of the money because I didn't really get any usable results out of these people that I hired most of the work that they did I ended up having to redo and that's why I say the money was completely wasted because I didn't really get anything usable from them and my time was wasted because first of all I had to go to the work to find them then I had to go to the work of onboarding them and then managing them and then ultimately I had to redo most of the work myself I don't want you to suffer those same consequences of trying to hire cheap. Now, of course, that is not to say that there are not amazing people out there who work for rather low rates. But you really need to look for the right person for the job, not just the person with the lowest rates. So coming back to what step four actually is, step four is as you're looking for someone to hire for that specific job that you identified back in step two when you got clear about what you wanted this person to do, you need to be looking for someone who's willing to do a project with a relatively small scope. You don't want to find someone who wants to work full time. You need to find someone who's willing to do just a few hours of work per week because they have a number of other clients or another employer, or a contractor who works on a project basis who you can hire for one specific project with one specific outcome where the budget is completely defined from the onset of the project so that you can be confident that you can afford it. The next step of the process, and like I said before, these steps aren't exactly chronological tasks for you to complete. But the next step of the process, step number five is to save up. Before you make that first hire, I'd highly recommend that you save up enough to pay them for their first two to three months of service or for the first complete project that they're going to do for you. And that's because most of the time, as I mentioned earlier, it takes a little bit of time to really get results from your new hire. It's pretty typical to have to wait at least a month or two before you start seeing results. And if you hire someone who you're only able to afford for one month of work, then you are running the risk of simply wasting the money. Because if you don't spend enough money to get to that point of starting to earn a return on your investment, then the money hasn't really accomplished anything. Now, depending on who you're hiring, this could be wildly different amounts of money. For example, if you're hiring a virtual assistant for just $10 or $12 an hour, and they're only going to be working you for a couple hours per week, then saving up enough for them to work for you for the first three months might be only $500. But on the other hand, if you're hiring a marketing strategist who's going to be running a marketing campaign for your company, you might need to pay them a few thousand dollars per month and so you might need to save ten thousand dollars or more for that first three months of work. Now don't let that big number scare you though because there is a lot that can be accomplished by hiring a less expensive person for just a few hours a week if you do so strategically and it's totally all right for you to start there right now if the prospect of saving $10,000 for this first hire just isn't there. As your business's revenue and profits grow, you'll eventually be able to relatively easily save that much money and make that bigger investment. You have to start with small investments and then earn the return on those investments in order to have more money to make bigger investments later on. Once you've saved the money that you need to have in order to make this first hire, then most likely you'll bring them on board. At this point, you'll be ready for step six of the process of bringing this person on board with limited funds, and that is to support your new team member. I cannot stress enough how big of a difference this can make in the return that you get on your investment. Regardless of the amount that you invest, if you bring someone new on board and you don't really get them up to speed, you don't really tell them what's expected of them, you don't fully support them and make sure that they have everything they need to do the job well, your. Investment can end up just being money lost. And especially if you're hiring someone when you barely have the budget to do that, you can't afford to just waste the money. And that's why it's so important that when you bring this person on board, you're prepared to support them fully so that they can produce the biggest and best results for your company that they possibly can so you can get a great return on your investment so that you have more money available to make bigger investments and get bigger returns down the road. So what exactly does this look like? Well, it starts with those clear expectations that hopefully you've already worked out by the time you're at this point in the process. You know exactly what you want from them. And really, you wouldn't believe how far that one simple thing can take you. By simply having that clear idea and communicating that clear idea of exactly what you want from this person, you will be much, much, much more likely to get it. Beyond that clear expectation of results, you'll also want to make sure that you onboard this person thoroughly. You acquaint them very well with how your company runs and any aspect of the company that they are going to be involved in. You also fill them in on things like your company's mission and your company's values and anything else that is integral to how your company operates. You also need to make sure that there are clear expectations set about exactly what they're responsible for in the process of getting this result. Are you going to give them a step-by-step process that they will follow to a T? Or do you want them to use their own genius in order to come up with a plan for how to get the results? Those expectations have to be set if you really want to get the results and get them how you want to get them. And then you need to make sure that you comply with those expectations. If you've told them that you're going to give them a step-by-step process, you need to make sure that that process is very complete, that you answer any questions about following the process that they have. However, if you've told them that you want them to use their own ingenuity and that you want them to come up with a plan that you trust them to do that, then you need to take your hands off a little bit and let them do their thing. Of course, that doesn't mean stepping completely away. That wouldn't really be supporting them to the fullest. You need to keep an eye on what they're doing so that you can have confidence that they're really doing what you hired them to do and that you're comfortable with exactly how they're doing it and so that you can step in if anything isn't quite going according to plan. But at the same time, you need to avoid micromanaging. If you've put... Some aspect of the planning or the managing of getting these results in their hands, you need to let them work. Doing this will show them that you trust them and it will really free them up to do their best work. Since you've been careful to hire the right person for the job who really knows what they're doing, you'll get the best results and the biggest bang for your buck if you take advantage of that expertise that they have. The final part of the process of hiring someone on a budget is to stay lean. At least for the next few months, you really just need to buckle down, do the works, support this new team member as best as possible, and understand that things might be a little bit tight for a time. Until this new team member starts really bringing in the results and having a positive impact on your business's revenue, they will be a little bit of a drain. Things will be A little bit tighter than normal. So you need to stay focused on getting those results. You need to stay focused on supporting them. You need to stay focused on running your company because if you start to go into panic mode because your business's profits are a little bit down because you brought on this new person, then you're gonna push yourself into scarcity mode and you're gonna start making bad decisions that will have a negative impact on all sorts of your business, but particularly your revenue. For example, one of these bad decisions that you might be tempted to make might be to let this person go because they're not paying their way yet, you're not seeing the results yet, and they're impacting your income for the worse. But if you've started with the right mindset, you understand that this is a long game, you haven't hired someone on the cheap, but you've really invested into the right person for your company, and you were able to do that because you saved up a little bit of money, then you need to stay the course. You need to buckle down and stay lean for a few months. Above all, remember why you're doing this. You're investing in your future, in the future of your company. Unless you want things to stay the way they were with you stressed, working too much, or maybe just struggling to chase one client at a time, you need to get help. The transition might be a little bit challenging, but ultimately it's going to be worth it. Okay, well, that's all for this episode, but make sure you put what you learned into action. The first way you can do that, if you haven't already, is to go back and listen to part one of this episode and get clarity about who you need to hire in order to be able to work less and earn more. The second way is to put this plan that we talked about in this episode into practice, getting clarity about the result that you really want from this person and then starting to work on your finances so that you'll be able to afford to hire the right person. Before we wrap this up, two things real quick. First of all, if you're listening on the blog, then as I mentioned before, make sure you subscribe on your mobile device so that you don't miss future episodes. You can do this inside of any podcast player app on your phone or tablet just by searching for work less, earn more, and then tapping the button to subscribe. And then second, if you know anyone who dreams of starting their own business or any online entrepreneurs who need to find a new way of doing things, then consider sharing this show with them. Podcasts are spread pretty much exclusively by word of mouth. So the only way that we're able to reach new listeners is if you share it with those you know who could benefit. Okay, well, thanks so much for joining me for today's episode. I hope the rest of your week is fantastic and that you join me again next time.